This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. As they say, Hashanah Rabbah, very, very, very important day. Um, Hashem leaves the books open from, um, from the beginning of Elul, actually, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Hashanah Rabbah tonight. It is the Ushpizin of David HaMelech, which we're going to talk about. But very, very important, whoever's listening tonight, what is Ushpizin? Ushpizin means that we, we leave our house, which we're going to talk about a little bit, because um, this terrible disease, COVID, has stuck us and locked us all in our houses. But Sukkot, the Jews, Baruch Hashem, Hashem has a special yantif where we leave the house and we go outside in the schus of all of the Jewish nation outside their houses on Sukkot, because Baruch Hu should take us back out into the shuls and into the yeshivas and into all the places outside our houses. We shouldn't have to be locked down anymore in the schus of, of sukkahs. But what's Ushpizin? Ushpizin means that we invite into our sukkah. Even if I'm here alone, sitting here this morning, um, I'm actually, the morning before Hashanah Rab, I'm sitting here in my sukkah giving this year. And today is Yosef HaTzadik. And I invited Yosef HaTzadik to come to my, to come to my sukkah. So we see it's a very, Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, Yosef, David, we're inviting people into the sukkah. It's very important that even if you're out of your house, we're used to inviting people into our house. But even if you're out of your house, a Jew always has to share his dwellings with others. And therefore, Ushpizin is very important. So it's a very, very nice thing that we're talking about doing over here. And that is that everyone should pick up their phone. First of all, you have a dinner, give it up to aim. So the first person you need to call is your father or your mother. And say a nice Dvatayra to them. And ask them to tell you a Dvatayra. And you know, there are, there are some speakers. I'm one of those speakers. And, 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 and one of the problems is that, that you know, people are listening to all these speakers. But they have speakers sitting around their table. How do you think you become a speaker? My father, Oliver Shalom, when I, every Shabbos, I had to say a Dvatayra. My brother had to say a Dvatayra at every single meal on Shabbos. So I got used to researching, I liked Mamloyas, told a lot of stories, and he, and he, he was very proud, and he said it about Torah, all my friends who came to the table said it about Torah, and, and so we, we, you know, it's very nice to listen to all the big speakers, but really, everyone, you have speakers at your table, your parents, your children, your brothers, so I think it would be very nice of Erev Shabbos, every Erev Shabbos, we should call our fathers and mothers and say it about Torah, and the fathers and mothers who are listening, should call their kids uh, who are married and ask them for Dvat Torah. And at the table, everyone should say Dvat Torah because, because it's one thing to listen, especially in this gener- generation, which is very interactive. So in my generation, we just listened. The Rebbe spoke, the parents spoke. We, didn't, we had nothing to say. But today, because of the internet, it's very, very interactive. In and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. So your kids, they're sitting there and they have nothing to say. It's, they're not used to that. And they, they're very bored. So, yeah, we should give everyone a chance to say Dvatayra, call your parents, call your kids, call your brothers, brothers and sisters. Girls come and have Dvatayras, and, and it's beautiful. And, um, and stories, and then, uh, you know what? Maybe they'll go into Chinuch, maybe they'll be a teacher, but you can be a teacher in your house, and maybe a speaker. And that's, you know, that, that's how you become uh, a speaker. And I think it's very, very good and very important. And uh, we see by the Ushpizin that, that we always are inviting someone, even when we're outside the house, it's so important as a Jew in your house to invite, outside your house to invite. You're going to shul, give someone a ride. 
you see someone on the street that needs help, give them help, give a poor man something to eat. It's a very interesting, uh, a very interesting thing with Shpizin. Um And we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about uh, David HaMelech, um, because that's his Shpizin tonight. Before I get to David HaMelech, so I want to tell you something that my Rebbe, Rabbi Gamliel, um, before Yom Kippur, I was a little bit down. Um, Baruch Hashem, since I'm 11 years old, for 52 years, I um, was in, um, I was in Eretz Yisrael every Yom Kippur for, for Ne'ila, I was by the Kaisel, and this year, of course, I couldn't go. Um, you know, it's funny, because every time you go to Israel, they say, do you have an Israeli passport? No, 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 American, I'm American, I don't have an Israeli passport. You're like, sort of proud you don't have an Israeli passport. Well, I wish I had an Israeli passport, because then I could be in Eretz Yisrael. But I don't have an Israeli passport. Maybe it's time to get one. But, but uh, yeah. Um, so don't be so proud you don't have one because we're all stuck over here. But anyway, um, so 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 I, I asked Rabbi Gamliel. I asked him for some chizik, and um, and he said to me that a uh, very interesting chizik. He said he said that um, there was this very very big tzaddik and a big rebbe, and um, I don't know somebody came to see the rebbe. And the, he said something very not very not nice, Lashon Hara on Klaistral. And the Rebbe said, you have to leave my room, whatever. And he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He said, no, you can't be in my room. Lashon Hara, you can't be in my room. So he went outside and he stood by the door. And he said, Rebbe, Rebbe, you threw me out of your room, but can I stand by the door? At least talk to you from the door? He said, yes, you can talk to me from the door. So, so Rebbe Gamliel said that, that maybe we couldn't go to Eretz Yisrael, but still he let us daven on Yom Kippur. So even though we felt a little bit out of the door, but yes, he, he let it, and he said that he knows the tzaddik that, that has heart problems and he has to take medicine on Yom Kippur and the person was very broken that he has to take medicine on Yom Kippur. And, I, and he said to the Rebbe Gamil, said to the person, what are you being so upset? First of all, it's a mitzvah, to, it's a mitzvah to, to, to take the medicine. But did Hashem stop you from davening on Yom Kippur? Are you in a hospital? You can't, can you daven? You can daven? So even though it's not 100% what you wanted, but he let you daven on Yom Kippur. Baruch Hashem, everyone who's listening, we're in a sukkah. Yes, it's a little bit hard. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of stuff going on in America. And the shuls right now, today, all kinds of things in New York and California and all over the place. But can you be in your sukkah? Yes. Can you shake your lulav and esri? Yes. Can you daven on Rabba? Yes. Very big thing to Dam Vasikin tomorrow morning, Hashanah Rabbah. It's a very big thing to Dam Vasikin. Also, because it's David Amel, so Shmizim, it's a very big, very big thing to say the whole Tehillim tonight. Um, these are very, very important things on Hashanah Rabbah. Um, and therefore, I want to tell you a story. A story, because we have we have a date, you know, we have till, till the end of Hashanah Rabbah. The books are still open. Very beautiful story that I, that I read um, this past week um, about this guy, this man was. Uh, shipwrecked and uh, it was a big storm and the boat uh, broke apart and he um, and he was shipwrecked and he ended up on this island and when he got to the sand to the island so um, a lot of the the natives they got him they picked him up and they made him their king big party put a crown on his head and they said you are the king he's like this is very weird they don't know me uh, I don't live here I'm shipwrecked. I don't have anything. Why would these people make me the king? So he asked, why'd you make me the king? Why'd you make me the king? He said, no, this is what we do. This is what we do. He, he suspected 
suspected that something else was going on. Something else was going on. So he made friends with one of the servants and he gave him extra food and he gave him extra money. And he kept saying to him, you have to tell me, why did they make me king? I don't even know anyone over here. So the servant said, I'm going to tell you a secret, but you can't tell anyone that I told you because they'll kill me if they find out. He said, okay, what's the secret? He said, every year around this time, there are terrible storms in the ocean. There's always a sailor or two that gets washed ashore and we make him king for a year. We don't want anyone to be king for more than a year because we don't want them to have any, too much power. He said, what do you do to them at the end of the year? At the end of the year, we put him in a rowboat and we push that rowboat into the sea. If he dies, he dies. If he makes it to another shore, he makes it to another shore, but he can't come back here. He said, really? He says, every single year, exactly a year to the anniversary that you become king? That's what we do to you. He was like, wow, what am I going to do? Okay, he was a very smart guy. So, he had people build him a boat, and he built this beautiful big boat. And the money that he was making and he was gathering, he put into this boat. And he took the boat out into the water, far not so far, but far away from the island. And the boat was there for the whole year. And he kept sending, you know, rowboats with gold and silver and jewels to that boat. The year was up. They put him in this little teeny rowboat and said, finish. They took his crown off. They took his, his kingly clothes off and said, have a nice life. Don't ever come back here. And if you die at sea, you die at sea. So, okay, no problem. He took the rowboat. took him about five, six hours rowing. And he came out to his huge, giant ship boat, beautiful boat with sails, full of money. And he sailed back home and became a very, very rich man. He wasn't a rich man at all before. He was very poor. And he used the year to gather the money and build the ship. Why am I telling you this story? So it's the story of a person's life. It says you come to earth and you're king for a certain amount of time. You live on the earth, you make money, you have a house, you have a car, you have a house in Florida, a house here, a house in the Hamptons, I don't know, wherever you have a house. And you gather your money and you have a bank account, you have clothing, you have all this stuff. The problem is, we're comparing a person's life, 70 years, 90 years, 100 years, whatever it is, 120, to being on that island. But at a certain point, oh, should come, we shouldn't know, but after a certain point, they throw you off the island and you have nothing. You have no bank account, you got no house, you got no bungalow, you got no cars, you got nothing. You don't even have family because a person comes into this world, you come into the world alone and you leave the world alone, right? You leave the world alone. Nobody jumps into the grave with you. person leaves the world alone. So it's like the king. Where is the king? Gets born. Wow, I'm in the world. I got food. I got this. I got, I got everything, right? All the physical stuff. And then all of a sudden, they throw you out in a little rowboat with nothing. A little piece of wood, a box, not a rowboat. It's a box of wood. They put you in the ground. You have nothing. But what does a smart person do? He realizes that nobody lives forever. So 
he gathers mitzvos. Kibbut of the Elam, my Yichin Yemecha, Tzedaka, Tfilo, Tshuva, Taira, he gathers mitzvos. And he puts him in his boat. And he does this all his life. And then when he comes to the next world, in, in Kabbalah, it's, it's written many that they, they come to the next world, the Malachim come out and, and they put on a beautiful talus, talus noya, beautiful talus, and, and there's a light, and it's a whole thing. It's a Gansamaisa. If you do the right thing, it's, not, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to go into the next world. And you have all these riches because you realize that you can't take anything physical with you. You can only take spirituality with you. That is what this holiday is all about. That is the Sukkot's Teshvah. That is leaving your house. The meaning of leaving your house means leaving the physical world and going into the Sukkah. The schach can't be merkabel tumah. It has to be something that's not permanent. The schach, what's above you. Yes, the walls around you can be permanent. That's this world. This world are the walls around you. But really what's above you, what's above you is forever. It's forever and ever and ever. It's the schach above your head. It's forever. And the lesson of Sukkot is to leave all the, the, the materialistic thing. But don't think you're alone. Right now I'm sitting in my Sukkah alone. No! You're sitting right now. It's Erev Vashan Rabbah. You're sitting with the Ushbiz and Abraham. You say, Yaakov, Moshe, Yosef, and David. Today is Yosef. This is what Tzadik, who says when he was in Mitzrayim, he was in Ishmat Sliach Hashem. He was never alone. A Jew is never alone. Jew is never alone. So even when you leave, when you leave the physical four walls of this world, if you if you are like the king and you gather all the mitzvahs and Torah and all the good things that you do, you take it with you. It's amazing. You take it with you. That's what the sukkah. That's what the sukkah is here to remind us. Also, very big. Before I go to David Amel, just for a couple of minutes, a beautiful, beautiful thought I want to share with you. A beautiful thought about the Arba Minim. So we know that you have to hold them together. The the Lulav, right? So you have the Lulav and you have the and you have the the Aravos and the Hadasim and you have the Esri. And all four have to be together. One is the Yud, right? The 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 Hadasim is the Yud, the Lulav is the Hey, the Aravos is the Vav, and the Esri before is, is the is the Hey. And they have to be held together. So there are, there are four kinds of Jews, and these are the four meaning. On the right-hand side is your Hadassim. Hadassim have no smell, but when you crush them in your fingers, you have an extra Hadass, you can do that. It, 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 it's the Samim. It smells very, very good. So the outside of the Hadass is plain, but the inside of the Hadass has a beautiful smell. So those are people... Who, who on the outside, on the outside, they don't, you don't see them doing mitzvahs. But inside, they're beautiful. Then you have the lulav. The lulav represents, if anyone knows where a lulav comes from, a lulav comes from a, a date palm tree, right? So the lulav is the opposite. On the outside, it's very sweet. 
You have dates, they're very sweet. But the lulav on the inside, the lulav itself, which is in the middle of the tree, grows from the middle of the tree, on the inside it has no taste. So those are Jewish people who on the outside, they give tzedakah, they look really great, but inside they're not connected to Hashem at all. Also good, it's not the end of the world, at least they have half. Then you have the arava. The arava has no inside, it has no outside, you can crush it all you want, it has no smell. It has no taste. It has no inside. It has no outside. The Arava is the Rasha. So the Hadas and the Lulav are both in him. One is good on the outside, not so good on the inside. One is good on the inside, not so good on the outside. But the Arava is not good on the inside or on the outside. He is the Rasha. So those are the three things in your right hand. In your left hand is the Esrig. The Esrig is the Tzadik. It smells good on the outside and it tastes good on the inside. The esrig is the tzaddik. It says to all those that when you put the esrig in, esrig and you hold it and you shake it, they have to be touching. The, uh, what's touching the esrig? Since you have the hadas, the lulav, and then the, on the left hand of it is the aravas. The arava has to be that is what's touching the actual esrig. So the rasha, which is the, which is the um, arava, has to be touching the tzaddik. If you're not touching each other, your hands are open, which I see a lot of people do, they don't realize that, then you're breaking the yudkei vavke. You're breaking the Hashem's name. So you're not allowed to do that. They have to be touching. Why? Because a tzaddik that doesn't affect the Russia, he doesn't touch the Russia, he doesn't try to help the Russia, is not considered a tzaddik. And therefore, the esrig has to touch the arava, and then you have the two benanim. One's good on the outside, not good on the inside. One's good on the inside, not good on the outside. And you have the Russia, and you have the tzaddik, and you have the whole Jewish nation ba'achdus together, and you shake them to the all different sides of the world because we're one nation. Sadikim, benanim, rishayim. We're all one nation that a Kodesh Baruch Hu loves. But a tzaddik that's not helping, that's not touching the Russia, is not a tzaddik. Another thought about the Arba Minim, we know that the Hadassim are shaped like an eye. A person, when he, when he shakes the Arba Minim, has to think about that this year coming in Mitzvah Hashem, I'm taking on Hashanah Rabbah, that this year coming, I'm going to be very careful with my eyes, I'm not going to look at things, movies and other things that I shouldn't look at. I'm not going to look at women. I'm not going to look at, at, at other people's things and be jealous of them. Be very careful with my eyes. That's the Hadassim. There are three Hadassim. The Lulav is the spine, is the Shedra. The Shedra, the spine, is what the human body is built on. You know, this, right? Even a person dies and the skin and the flesh is all gone, in the, the skeleton, the skeleton of a person is where the person's built. The veins, the muscle, the fat, everything is built on the skeleton. The skeleton is the foundation. What's the foundation of a Jew? Belief, surrender, my life, everything. So the, the take on Hashanah Rabbah, that my Shedra, because everything in Yiddishkeit and Judaism is built on the foundation of the Shedra, of the spine. That is what you have to think about when you're holding the lulav. The arava, 
is shaped like a mouse. That's the shape. The shape of a mouse is you very take on yourself. So, so far you took on yourself. You're not going to look at things you shouldn't. You're going to have a moon and Hashem. You're going to surrender to Hashem, your whole, every, your being. The third thing is the Arava. The Arava is the mouth. And be, oh, and be careful not to say, Lashonara, Rechila, Smaiti Shemra. And be careful not to talk on Shabbos, Divrechol, things about the, the week. I'll be so careful never to talk bad about my parents, to talk back to my parents, or have some language that I shouldn't use. So you have to have in mind from that when you're shaking that rubber, especially when you're hitting that rubber on the floor, the mouth. And then, of course, the most beautiful of the four, which is the estrig, represents a person's heart. I will open my heart to others. I will open my heart to Hashem. Right? It says, first. My heart will be open. So you're shaking and you're thinking four things. One, be careful with my eyes. Two, emuna, the foundation of Judaism. Three, be careful with my mouth. And four, open my heart to Hashem and open my heart to Kleistra. I would like to end. I'd like to end. Everyone after the after tonight, tomorrow morning, make sure you call your parents. Ask your father for a good vatera. Ask your mother for a good vatera. Ask your brother. Parents, it's so important to ask your kids. So many people they have their kids call Arab Shabbos, every one of their sons and their grandchildren. And it's a one-minute vatera. Just say one minute vatera. It's a connection, but you also make them feel that not only that they're listening, but they also have something to give. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a very beautiful thought. Um, so I want to end tonight is David HaMelech's David HaMelech's Ushbizen. We don't have time. I'm not going to hold you much longer. But um, I want to tell you that when Shmuel and Navi was sent to find the new leader after Shol, Hashem said Shol would be taken away from being the king. And he comes and let me read you the passing. He saw, he saw Eliyav. Eliyav was the older brother. Was that what older brother? He was very beautiful, very tall, very strong. And he said, Ah, oh, I found the new Mashiach. This is a lesson I want all of us to take tonight that we're listening on Hashanah Rabbah. Now, this is not a therapist. This is not a rabbi. This is Hashem. Talking to Shmuel Navi. Do not think about his beauty. Or about his height. Because he's disgusting to me because he was about Gaiva. This is what I want to say. It's not the way a person looks. Because you can only see a person with your eyes. By Shem but God sees all our hearts. And Rashi says, Rashi says, even though Shmuel Navi, you said you have the ability, you're a Navi, to see. You said to Shmuel, to Shmuel, I am a Navi, I could see everything. I'm telling you that you don't see. Only Hashem knows what's in the hearts of the Jewish nation. And in the hearts of the Jewish nation, wherever you are, is the love of each other 
and the love of God. And nobody can shake that. So my bracha to everyone is that just like we did the mitzvah of leaving our house, no lockdown, leaving our house, Kishvachu should give us the ability for the rest of the year until Mashiach comes to leave our house, to go to yeshiva, to learn Torah, to go to shul with minyanim like it was before, to go to work, to go back to our jobs, to, to do what we have to do in the schus of all these days that we left our house. And I've heard in California it was very hot and up here in the mountains it was very cold and it doesn't make a difference to us. Whether it's cold or whether it's hot, even when it's rainy, people are waiting was raining here yesterday, and I met somebody, I said, did you eat in the sukkah when it was raining? He said, no, I just waited until it stopped. That even when he had a head there, he said, I'm going to wait till it stops, till it stops dripping, so he, that I shouldn't miss. So, Klai Yisrael, we love Hashem. We're out of, we're out of our houses, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us a bracha, mida k'neged mida. We left our houses. He should take us out of our houses and take this terrible disease away and bring us to Yisrael. The Shiach b'mheira b'yemeinu. Thank you for listening. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.